Next on BYU Sports Nation, let's dance. Tournament tip-off in Dayton, Ohio. BYU basketball takes on Ole Miss in a game of survive and advance. We get to know the Rebels with analyst Keith Carter and talk with one of the heroes from the 2012 play-in game, Brock Zilstra. Plus, BYU women's basketball in the tourney for a second straight year. But a 14 seed? Head coach Jeff Judkins says, bring it on. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. The ball is tipped, and there you are. There you are. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Tuesday, March 17th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Lucky Charms Taste Tester, Jerem Jordan. I wish, man. Although I didn't wear green today, I thought, oh, it's St. Patrick's Day. I don't care about wearing green. I hey. did in fourth grade. Hey, happy St. Patrick's Day, Jerem. <laughs> Glad to see you brought the spirit today on your favorite holiday. Because if you don't wear green, you can't have the spirit of St. Patrick's Day. Clearly. After Jerem ate all of those marshmallows. I don't let the Irish tell me how to live my life. I'm not, they don't tell you how to live your life. Yeah, wearing green. I don't need, I don't need to be told what color to wear. By some country in Europe. Who's telling you to wear green? Who who is? The Irish. Is it the Irish? Wait, why do people wear green? Or is it American culture? Why, why, what does America have to do with wearing green? It's the Irish that came over. Potato famine, boom, New York. Gangs of New York. Fact, Jerem hates St. Patrick's Day. Daniel Day-Lewis. Fact, Jerem hates Halloween. (laughs) I don't hate Halloween. I just hate the devil. Oh. The devil's in the details, man, and the details are green today. Rip, roar, and start. And scene. Yeah. Okay, so after Jeremy ate, when we're on, ate all of those marshmallows, he brought up a great question. Why in the world is the Ole Miss mascot a bear? They're the rebels. This we learned, though. Are there bears in Mississippi? There, in fact, there are two. There are two subspecies found in the lower two-thirds of the state. So there are bears, and the bear's name is Rebel. <laughs> That's the what we learned today. You know. Yeah, exactly. And Katy Perry is flying on a lion or something. <laughs> left, hashtag left shark. Oh, the conversation alive 24 7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSNN. Be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members, welcome. I thought the tournament started on Thursday. Apparently, it starts today. This was news to me. What are your NCAA tournament expectations for Brigham? At BYUFan1995, use the hashtag BYUSN. He says, at least two wins. I'm trying to keep my expectations low. Those are low expectations? Minute. Low expectations would be one win, right? The, the, yeah, exactly. There's sarcasm there. The second submission here. At J-Zo-J Brian. J-Zo-Joe Brian. J-Zo-Joe <laughs> Beat Ole Miss first. One game, one win at a time. Go Cooks. I'm inclined to uh, feel more of that. Like, hey, win beat Mississippi and then the let's next. see what happens against Xavier. Yeah, win the next. As opposed to egg Xavier. How about your headlines today? Game day, of course. BYU Ole Miss tonight, 9-10 Eastern on True TV. Survive and advance. We just got an update from Kyle Chilton, the BYU Basketball Sports Information Director. He said, quote, Skyler, Skyler Halford, is good to go. Anson practiced, so he is available. No indication on how much he could play since he hasn't played in a week and a half. He played in the practice, the open practice yesterday. So that's good news. Women's hoops, 14 seed for the Cougars. A little low in my opinion. But they get number three, Louisville, in Tampa, Florida, Saturday, 4 Eastern on ESPN2. There is a chance that both BYU basketball teams could be playing on Saturday 
in the state of Florida. Three and a half hours away from each other. BYU men's volleyball ranked number six in the latest AVCA coaches poll, a poll that Jaron puts a ton of emphasis in. It BYU's number one, yeah. <laughs> They're not. Who cares? Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU, the trendy pick. BYU Ole Miss hoops for the first time ever and in the first four. Not the first round. The first four. Game day for the Cougars in the NCAA tournament tonight. Again, 9-10 Eastern, live on True TV from Dayton, Ohio. BYU is currently a three-point favorite. They were a four-point favorite last night. That line has now moved to three. I said the following a week ago, Jerem. BYU is the bubble darling leading up to Selection Sunday. The most talked about fringe team in all of America. Okay? Well, now they're in. And the hype machine has gone viral from a national analyst perspective. I'm not sure how I feel about it. They're the Cinderella pick of the lower seeds as an 11 seed play-in game. Listen to this. Jay Williams of ESPN this morning reemphasized that he has BYU going to the Sweet 16. Huh? The Sweet 16. It's so sweet. Jay Billis of ESPN has BYU winning two games. And getting to the round of 32. And he said that he wouldn't be surprised to see them move further than that. But for sure he's got him in the round of 32. Okay? Jerry Palm. Our, our listen, homeboy. Listen, he, we he love Jerry. Rise, he heard our rise and shout yesterday. Yeah, clearly. And he has BYU winning two games and getting to the round of 32. He has BYU with more success than Utah. Isn't that interesting? So... There is street cred for BYU, the way they play, the personnel. People know about Tyler Haas, Kyle Collinsworth. The fact that they barely got in is different than what they can do in the tournament. Because the resume was one thing. Now, who you are is another, right? Wait, aren't you the resume? BYU is capable of doing some serious damage. The, the what-if side of me. What if BYU beats Mississippi? Xavier looks like a game that BYU could upset... Upset the Musketeers. It would be a good matchup for BYU. And then Saturday, conceivably, Baylor. It could be a crazy, awesome, delicious, fantastic week. It could also be one and done tonight. Just win the next one. That's the fun of the NCAA tournament, which apparently begins tonight in Dayton with the first four. (laughs) It's it's exciting. It's very exciting that BYU is playing tonight. We don't have to wait until Thursday. I do like that part of it. Uh, But for these guys to step out days after Cinderella comes out in theaters, that BYU is the Cinderella. I think it's interesting. People like BYU's ability offensively to put up points. And Jay Williams said it on SportsCenter this morning. BYU was on the rundown. Big old fat stretch Y on there. Jay Williams talked about BYU is a team you have to pay attention to, and if they get hot, they can compete with anybody. I just saw a Twitter poll. Minus Kentucky. Or I'm not sure if it's on Twitter, or just a poll in general, of Xavier fans. And 83% of Xavier fans in this given poll, there have been several thousand votes, want Ole Miss to win. They want no part of BYU. They know what the Cougars bring to the table. They're one of the highest scoring, if not the highest scoring, I haven't checked in the Second. last few days, second highest scoring team in the country. Okay, they play at a lightning pace compared to the rest of college basketball. Now, Ole Miss kind of plays at the same pace. That'll be a, It's going to be a fun game tonight. And they've all heard that BYU slayed the beast Gonzaga in Spokane because of when it happened at the end of the regular season. Trending story on SportsCenter. Okay, so most of those fans that are dialed in know what BYU is capable of. And yeah, when you see 
this morning on SportsCenter, and everyone's been saying it, first four to Elite Eight, question mark? Oh, come with on. With the big come stretch on. Y? That, okay, SportsCenter had these blue goggles on Yes, this they morning. did. Okay, this this was Sports Center blue goggle moment. We don't even here. Here's the difference: because of BYU's historically challenged NCAA tournament history, we are not looking at just this season. We're looking at all the seasons that BYU's been in the NCAA tournament, which is totally unfair to this year's team. BYU's history has nothing to do with how they're going to fare in this year's tournament. Nothing, zero point zero. But it lends itself to a prejudice as a BYU fan against. BYU possibly doing damage. How do you win in the NCAA tournament? Get a good seed and play inferior competition and win, and then play similar to superior competition and then try and go from there. Getting to the Sweet 16, if you're a good seed, is not that difficult. If you're Baylor, you beat a 14 and then a 6, right? That's not crazy. BYU has to beat Ole Miss, which totally possible. In fact, BYU's favored, and then beat a 6. That I could think happen. An, an overseeded 6 at that. Again, it's a good matchup if BYU can get to Jacksonville. Now, our expectations right now are this. Just win tonight. Just win the next one, Jerem. No, I want it all. I want to win the national championship. I know you my want that, but what My name is Jake Keeps, and I'm going to talk um, about the national oh championship. Goodness. No, beat Mississippi. I like the possibility of Xavier. And then after that, playing Baylor, it, the, overachievement. If BYU wins two games in the NCAA tournament. Success! Overachievement. Because what's the goal? It's just to get there. It's not even to win a game. Well, is it? No. When you talk about BYU hoops, you don't say, how many times have they won a game in the NCAA tournament? You just say how many times they've gone. The standard is going. But Tyler and Kyle Collinsworth spoke to the fact that we want to get there and we want to win. Because of course they, they got, do. They're not going to they say got we're there just... Last year. They got there last year, though. Yes. No, no, no. I'm talking, what's the program standard? Not asking Tyler Haas. For the fan base and everything. What's the standard? Just get there. The next step is winning conference championships, getting a better seed. Now you're, now you're a good seed, and you should win in the tournament. See, I agree that that's games. part of the next step, but I think the next step is also winning a game. Like, I think the expectation level for BYU Sports Nation, correct me if I'm wrong, tweet in and tell me, use the hashtag BYUSN, is to win a game in the NCAA tournament. That's the hope. It's not the, the, the benchmark is whether you get in or not. We're not defining BYU f- basketball seasons by whether they win in the tournament. It's just whether they get there. I want to win in the tournament. In fact, I want that to be part of the next step is look at Gonzaga. They don't have, they're past BYU in expectation. It's not just get to the tournament. It's a, we've got to win multiple games. This team for Gonzaga, they, if, they've if got to they get to the Elite if Eight. If they don't get to the Elite Eight, their fan base will feel like it's a failure. Do you want that standard? That's a pretty high, awesome standard. They were the number one overall seed two years ago and lost in the second round. I like the standard of get to the tournament and win a game. Get, get I would to like the next that one. to be the standard too. I, I but like you that. have to start winning in the tournament to have that as a standard. Well, BYU is four and four in their last eight tournament games, so can't that be the standard now? They they've gone too many times one and done recently. Get a better seed, you put yourself in a recently better last year, but before that they had won. It was the NIT two years ago, dude. BYU's played in okay, one NCAA talking, tournament game for the last NCAA two years. NCAA tournament expectations in the last few years. Okay, twenty ten. Won a game. They beat yeah, Florida. Yeah, you had, you had the National Player of the Year, and that was a tremendous set of two 2011, years. 2011, won two games. You played five games in two years because you had one of your better teams uh, and two teams ever. Okay. That's, 20... that's the high, 12. high point. 2012. A, you get a play-in game won and a game. you win. So why not the expectation be win a game? Because you're a 14 seed, you're an 11 seed. You're not supposed to win the game, right? 
Well, the if, one, if you the win one the game, ga- it's a bonus. The one game that that's the good part about being in a playing game is, that is win a game. That is nice. I feel like the expectation is, oh, they're in a playing game. They could, if they they still win a tournament game. BYU has never lost an NCAA tournament game in Dayton. <laughs> that streak is on the line tonight. <laughs> what is your expectation? Not what you want, but your that expectation. That BYU for this beats team. Mississippi, and then we'll see what happens Thursday. Okay, win the next one. Like I said, it's just I know, win I, tonight. Yes. Get it, to the next one. It just one. seems boring, though. It's, it's fun it seem, to think it seems about. Like, it seems like we're talking to Craig Bales or something after, uh, you know, football practice. Uh, we, uh, would Why like to go win away this from one? what has helped them, though, all year long, and especially during this, this recent streak? Because we're not players. We don't have to use that same uh, language about win one game at a time. My expectation? Win a game in the NCAA tournament. That'd be fantastic. That can happen tonight. Beat Ole Miss, I expect it to happen tonight. Can, I, I am a firm believer. I am very confident in BYU's opportunity to win, to beat Ole Miss tonight. Why? Starting with this. Kyle Collinsworth, the factor that he brings not just offensively. One, who's going to guard him? Because nobody's been able to guard him all year. Byron Wesley tried hard. Yeah. Last week. Fail. But his size advantage also brings a distinct advantage on defense, this is what Coach Rose said. He, he has the ability to create his own shot and make his own shot uh, or the ability to draw defenses and kick. This will be tough on Kyle because this is a, a smaller, quicker guy, but Kyle's length can cause him problems. You know, Kyle's playing some of his best basketball, and then we'll run Skyler at him, and hopefully we can run Frank and Ants at him and just kind of see what feels the best for us. The matchup is good for the Cougars with Kyle Collinsworth, also no dominant Big men. Ole Miss is the team that finished the season on a losing trend. Dropped four of five. How far could BYU go? I don't know. Just win tonight. They got a chance to do something, though. They got a chance to get to Saturday and see what happens. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. What are your NCAA tournament expectations for BYU? At I underscore Pit of the Fool. Buying into all the ESPN hype. Oh. So less than a Sweet 16 run will be a disappointment? That's like expecting BYU to go undefeated every year in football <laughs> and thinking it's going to happen. <laughs> you ha- I'm telling you, happiness is managing expectations. It's the same thing with the NCAA tournament. There will be much rejoicing if BYU wins tonight. Yeah. There will I'm be not much saying rejoicing. don't get excited at the possibility. I'm saying manage your expectations. Beat Mississippi, compete with Xavier, a game with Baylor could be interesting on Saturday. More on Ole Miss and play-in game success later in the show with Rebels analyst Keith Carter and former BYU guy Brock Zilstra. Up next, the head coach of the WCC Women's Hoops Champs, it's Jamming with Juddy on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and join the conversation using the hashtag BYUSN. Basketball tonight, True TV. Where? Yeah, you probably have it without knowing it. If not, find a friend's house. 9 10 Eastern Time, BYU and Ole Miss in the NCAA tournament. For the first time. The ball ever. is dipped. Second game of the tournament. First matchup in the first four as the Rebels and Cougars begin. Well, I guess they, they renew a rivalry. Oh, is it the first game or the second game? I thought it was the second no, game. No, it's tonight. the second game oh, tonight. Yeah, yeah. Just the first game between. BYU oh, ever. and Ole Miss. That's right. Yeah. First game since Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, they, re- they renew the rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then remember, Bronco told us on signing day 
that BYU is going to play Ole Miss. <laughs> on ac- he told us on accident. That has not been announced by BYU. What are your I'm going to NC- get a text in a minute. Why are you well, saying that? What are your NCAA tournament expectations for BYU? At Cougar Fan says, my expectation every year is to win a game in the tourney, and I don't count the first four. Yeah, it's in the NCAA tournament, though. So win two games this year. Get to the round of 32. I think a lot it, of people it is a, feel that yeah, way. Yeah, it is a weird deal because in the, in the former tournament, you would not have been in. So, so it's almost like it's an appendage to the NCAA tournament. I'm glad, the extra, not, I'm glad the extra four are there because the committee, the, can, the committee can make boneheaded moves and put UCLA and Indiana in, and BYU still gets in. Uh, so. The boneheaded move was to BYU's benefit last year. They were 10. <laughs> True. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Joining us now, BYU basketball women's coach Jeff Judkins. It's a Tuesday, and that means we are jamming with Juddy. Coach, uh, first of all, congratulations again on yeah. winning the West Coast Conference awesome. Tournament. What we just discussed cool. during the break is BYU, the lowest seed in WCC history to win that tournament. Now you get a 14 seed. You take on Louisville and Tampa. There's a lot going on. Uh, how have you been able to process everything that's happened over the last week? Well, you know, we enjoyed – we enjoyed the conference championship. We had a lot of time to kind of relax and get some players healthy and and uh, just get caught up in school. I mean, we missed seven, or no, five days of school for that tournament, and it's a lot missing. And then now we're going to miss another two or three days. So. Totally worth it. Yeah, it is worth it. it for me, it's worth it. You it's know, about student athletes. You know, sometimes <laughs> student athletes when their finals kind of go is worth it. But um, you know, just I'm real proud of my team. I mean. I think nobody thought we were going to win it except for us. And uh, when we won the close game with St. Mary's, which I knew would be a close game, I knew it would come down the wire. Um, the ball bounced our way. And then Gonzaga, I thought we played one of our best games. We did a great job of uh, really getting them dismantled, not knowing what to do. I, I had two coaches that stayed and watched our game that were you know, coaching, uh, and they said they'd never seen Gonzaga look as confused as they did against us the last 10 minutes of the game. Wow. So, so that was a positive thing. And then, you know, San Francisco was playing really well, and it was a scary thing because they had nothing to lose and really everything to gain. And our, my team came out and executed, and we had to play more zone than I've ever played in that game. But they they stuck to it and, and really, you know, paid off in the end. Last night was uh, FHE for you and your team as you watched the NCAA selection uh show when 14 seed playing three seed Louisville comes up on the screen what was your reaction well Louisville's a good matchup for us I thought we're better than a 14 seed but I think part of it was a lot of people don't know the, the women's have changed their format top 16 teams get get to host and Louisville on cannot, their home court on their home court Louisville cannot do it because the men are having a tournament at Louisville so it went to the next, and I think how they do this with, with that, it moved us out east instead of the west because of that. And then I think with us not playing on Sunday, playing the Saturday Monday, that causes some issues. And so, I was shocked that we were 14 seed. I think we're better than that. I think we're 11 or 12. That's what Gonzaga ended up being 11th. I think that's what we've been in the past. But with this new format, I think that changed a little bit. For us, it's it's a good advantage because Louisville's not playing on their home court; it's neutral. Um, but Louisville's a very good team, and and uh, they're very well coached, and they've been there before. But you know, um, 
so was North Carolina State last year. They were good in the ACC, so we'll look forward to it. It'll be a great challenge for us. So was Nebraska, for that matter. I mean, you knock yeah. off a five and a four seed to get to the Sweet 16 before you give Connecticut uh, a really interesting game. You said yesterday, our team isn't scared. Why do you feel like your team isn't scared of a three seed in Louisville? Because we've played, we've played good teams throughout their career, a lot of them. Uh, I mean, let's face it, we played the number one team last year who has won nine championships. And if it wasn't for a couple plays here and there and wasn't for my bigs getting tired, who knows? We, we might have beat him, and we we scared him. I mean, we took his jacket off, and he was worried. Dave <laughs> Rose uh, took his jacket. Gino Ariema was worried. <laughs> you know, and so I think we've we've done that. We played Oregon State, you know, in in Hawaii, and they're a third seed. Um, you know, Gonzaga has been good for all these years. Um, you know, people don't realize the seven seven of the nine games we lost. Those teams are either going they're, they're going to the NCAA tournament or they're going to NIT. So, you know, uh, South Dakota State, Northridge is going to the NCAA tournament. Oregon State's going to the tournament. Gonzaga's going to the tournament. St. Mary's, Pacific, uh, San Diego are all going to the NIT. So, you know, we we lost some games. We lost to some pretty good teams. So that's a positive thing. But, you know, as I said to a lot of people, every team can play now. You know, I mean, there's no question the number one seeds have the easiest way of getting to the Final Four of how it's all set up, but it's one game. You know, it's not like it's an NBA where it's best out of seven. One night, that team cannot show up, and you can be on fire, or you can be playing your best game, and you can beat them, and um, that's, that's how we look at it. That's what makes it magical. It does. I think that's what makes it exciting is – you know, it's like you go watch last night, Miami plays Cleveland, and Miami kills them. Cleveland's a better team. But that one night, Miami was ready to go, and Cleveland wasn't. And it's the way this tournament, that's why it's so so exciting. And uh, you see a lot of upsets. Uh, the women's is not as much as the men's. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I think the women, um, they don't graduate. They don't go play in the pros after one year. They stay for four years. They, they get seasoned, they get used to it, but uh, it's an exciting time. I remembered that I said on this show that if you beat Connecticut, I would shave my head. That was the first shave my head reference. Mm-hmm. So in the second half, I had a flush of worry <laughs> as you took the lead. I remember that, and then someone said, are you getting nervous? I was like, no, I'm, I, I hope they win, but no, yeah. I, I think I'm all right. Um, now you look at this year, you, you and two members of your staff, Jeff First, Josh Morzaleski, said that you would shave your head if you won the WCC tournament after the St. Mary's game. When's that going to happen? It uh, was going to happen today, but Jeff's down in St. St. George with the golf team. He gets back tonight, so tomorrow. That's a rough gig. Yeah, it's a real rough. <laughs> tomorrow he's, we're going to do it. The team's going to do it after practice. Awesome. And I don't have much to lose, so <laughs> I feel bad for Jeff. He's the one that's going to really be the one that's going to show more. <laughs> and Dan Nielsen got scared. Yeah, Dan Nelson didn't really want to do it, so he's trying to grow some mustache or something. I don't know about that. Guess they'll shave that off tomorrow for him. How much of a mustache has he grown? I, I've never seen one. You know. So this is his first growing one. It for twenty-eight years. Yeah, twenty-eight years. He's, he's he's doing it. But uh, you know, that's one thing. It's this team. We have a lot of fun together, and uh, you know, we enjoy the things that we're doing and. 
You know, as a coach, I couldn't have been more proud of my team and what they did in the tournament. They stuck together no matter how hard it was. And for whatever reason, some of these, some, most of them, have, they've done that. They step up when things are, are tough, and uh, that shows a lot of character on their part. Jeff Judkins with us on BYU Sports Nation, the head coach of the WCC Tournament Champs and 14-seed BYU Cougars. They will face number 3-seed Louisville in Tampa, Florida, this Saturday at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain Time. Coach, our Twitter question today deals with expectations for BYU basketball in the NCAA Tournament. Uh, We'll let you you answer on both accords. What are your expectations for your team and for the men's basketball team? Our team is to... Definitely win our first game and hopefully have a chance to advance like we did last year. Um, there was nothing more sweeter than that to be able to get the Sweet 16. I, I've been really lucky in my coaching career with Utah. I was there several, several times and got to the Final Four, so I know how it feels. The volleyball team got to feel that this year. They've been knocking on the door and winning two or three games, and then they got a chance to get to the Final Four and have a chance for national. It can happen, you know. You just things got to bounce the right way for you. So for us, it's to beat Louisville, which would be a great win for our for us and for our conference to be a uh, an ACC team. And then I think we do have an advantage this year more than last year. If we can, our first game's harder, no question. But if we can win that, then we play the winner of LSU uh, South Florida, and I think we match up with both those teams pretty well. So who knows? For the men. Um, you know, I, I really thought they got a they got a bad deal. I mean, how does UCLA and Texas and Indiana get in it? And I'm going to tell you what it is: it's money, it's prestige, the name of the school. But BYU matches up really well with with um, Old Miss. I think they'll win tonight. Um, the hard part is they got to fly all away and then play this game so quickly against Xavier. I didn't understand that part of it, but. Um, if they win that game, their matchup's pretty good too. And that's all you look at as a coach. You look at what teams you match up the best with, and um, they can beat Baylor. If Baylor gets that far, they can beat Baylor. Um, their hardest game will be Xavier, in my opinion. I, I've seen Xavier play and traveling and all that, but, you know, they're tough. They're playing good basketball right now, and and um, wasn't for maybe seven minutes in that Gonzaga game they're right there. So uh, Dave's got them playing well, and I'm sure they're going to be excited. You saw what Haas said, you know, when we got in the tournament, hey, I made the tournament, now we're going to do something. And I, I think for them to feel really good and have a great year, it is getting to the Sweet 16. It just is. That's kind of the goal that a lot of teams fight for. UConn women, it's the Final Four. But for mid-major schools, it's getting the Sweet 16 and um, having that chance. A lot of people don't realize in the women's game, the last mid-major to get to the Final Four was 2002, I think. Mm. Maybe even farther than that. And that was uh, when, uh, I think it was Missouri, something school, I can't even remember the name. They they got that far. And the men's, it's, it's been a couple teams have done it recently, yeah. so it can happen. Jeff Judkins on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, uh, I know you're a believer in the BYU Sports Nation karma after what happened in Las Vegas <laughs> at the West Coast Conference Tournament. So we're going we're gonna to go ahead and give you a, a portion of that BYU Sports Nation karma and let you take that to Tampa, take Florida. Take to Florida. All right, all right. <laughs> it'll be nice. You know, it'll be nice for us to hopefully come out and play like we can play. That's, that's the key that 
that every coach wants his team to do. Come out and play their best basketball. And that game's on ESPN2 as well. You can watch that Saturday. Coach, good luck against Louisville. Hey, thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Hope we can do it. Jamming with Juddy never disappoints. Up next, former BYU hoopster Brock Zilstra <laughs> joins us in 12 minutes. Yeah, that hair's not going to be there for long. It's awesome. It's you'll, going anyway. You'll love it. I know. You, he looked good, man. Now. You look good in it. Yeah. We're going in-depth with Ole Miss analyst Keith Carter next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision. In Studio B on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. Hey, coming up this weekend, softball debuts on BYU TV. Uh, Starts 6 Eastern time, BYU and Oklahoma State. Nice matchup for the Cougars on BYU TV Friday night. We're going to do a doubleheader Friday night and a doubleheader Saturday. The Cowgirls. That's right. Not the Cowboys. It's the Cowgirls. It's the circle, not the mound. <laughs> Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Game day, BYU Ole Miss tonight, 9-10 Eastern on True TV. Survive and advance for the Cougars and Rebels. BYU women's basketball, a 14 seed, will take on number 3 Louisville in Tampa, Florida on Saturday in the NCAA tournament for Eastern Louisville. on ESPN2. Joining BYU Sports Nation now to help us break down game day is Ole Miss basketball radio analyst Keith Carter. Keith, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me today. Keith, Stephen Moody, he's a player. We've seen him. Leading scorer, first team, all-SEC, Jarvis Summers, an assist machine. Who are some of the other Ole Miss players that are under the radar that BYU fans and players should be aware of in tonight's game? Well, you know, this team, uh, and, and certainly, you know, Jarvis kind of got the accolades coming into the season, and, and Stefan has really taken over that role as the season has gone on. But we're really a balanced team, you know, uh, and I think that's what's been good. We've had a lot of depth. There's been nights when, when those two guys haven't shot it as well or played as well, but we've had other guys step up. Our front court uh, has played very well at times this year with MJ Red and, uh, you know, Dwight Colby, Sebastian Saez, uh, Anthony Perez has played well as of late down the stretch. Um, and so that's what I think makes this team, you know, difficult and, and, and hard to, to really scout is because you really just don't know where it's going to come from, you know, night in and night out. So, um, you know, you got guys like Martavius Newby that, that just do the intangible things out there and, and guard the other team's best player. And, uh, you know, there, there's just a lot of guys on this team that, that know their roles and play their roles, and that's, that's why we've been successful. Keith, the question for us, or one of them, when looking at Ole Miss hoops is, are they the team that took Kentucky to overtime, that beat LSU, that beat Arkansas, or are they the team that's lost four or five? You know, it's a great question. And, uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, going into Selection Sunday, uh, we had not played as well, you know, the last couple of weeks. But, but now I think our team and our coaches are looking at it as a new season, and uh, I think there's definitely a new energy and a, and a new purpose around this team. But, you know, as you mentioned, we had about a, a month stretch there in our SEC season where we played really, really well. And, you know, we were sharing the basketball. We were we were shooting the ball uh, good enough to win, um, but just playing hard, playing great on the defensive end. And, and, you know, the last two weeks we haven't haven't really played that well. So um, it really is going to be a matter of, you know, which team shows up. Uh, there's a stat that I believe we shoot over 40%. We're 18-4. and four. So, you know, that tells you that our defense is there on a night-in and night-out basis. It keeps us in a lot of games. Uh, but if we can just you know find find the range and, and make some shots, then that, that the Rebels have a, a good chance to win. But certainly a, a huge test against BYU, a team that 
you know, scores uh, at, at a very high clip, a lot of weapons out on the floor. So it'll be a big test for the Rebels. Keith Carter, Ole Miss basketball radio analyst with us on BYU Sports Nation. What is the perception of BYU basketball in SEC country and in Oxford specifically? Well, you know, I think, you know, just quite candidly, you know, it's a little out of sight, out of mind, just because of, you know, where we are in the southeast region and, and we kind of are focused in that area. But we've played BYU in football, and you know, in the past couple of years. So we, we understand that there's a, a rich tradition with BYU athletics and, you know, just doing some scouting on the team and looking back over the history of the, of the basketball program. You know, it's amazing. And, and you look at, at every, you know, all the great players that have come through uh, Provo and, and, and certainly the, the, the great players that are on the team now. Um, I think our team is, has, is very respectful of, of BYU and, and what they have, and, and they, they know that they're a, a very formidable challenge. Um, uh, they do some things that, that have actually hurt us this year. You know, their, their basketball IQ is very high. They shoot the basketball very well. Um, and, you know, we played some teams that, that have, have kind of, you know, done that, done those things to us this year. So we'll certainly have to be on, on point and on task and, and, and have to focus on, on all of our assignments to, to be in the game tonight. Keith, what sticks out about this BYU team as you get ready for the call tonight? Well, I just, again, you know, just the scoring and, and the free, freewheeling style that they play. You, know, you can tell that the guys play with a lot of confidence. Uh, you got a guy like Tyler Hall that, you know, all-time leading scorer in, in your school's history. You know he can go off at any time. Uh, Kyle Collinsworth is a guy that does, you know, everything on the floor. Uh, and then the other guys just kind of fill in and, and play their roles. But, um, again, it's a team that, um, you know, so many weapons, um, you know, guys that can score from, from really anywhere on the floor. Um, so our guys are going to have to be locked in on the defensive end and, and make sure they execute you know, their defensive assignments. Keith Carter with us, the Ole Miss basketball radio analyst, will call the game in Dayton, Ohio tonight between the Rebels and Cougars. Keith, when you look at Kyle Collinsworth and Tyler Haas, those are the Cougars' two big guns. You mentioned Martavius Newby as the best defender, so who will he be on, Haas or Collinsworth? Well, I think I think it'll. The thing you you, you see with with Newby is the fact that he really does just kind of move around a lot. He'll he'll kind of guard whoever's feeling it at the moment. Um, I really don't know. I haven't talked to our coaches on on who he'll start out on, um, but I have a feeling he'll be seeing a lot of both of those guys tonight. Uh, you know, Tyler Halls is a guy that that certainly jumps out. You know, from the from the scouting report at you that that you you don't want him to get going. And, you know, again, he can do it from all areas of the floor. Uh, and a guy that just, man, he just scores at will at times. So you don't want him to get going. But then again, with Collinsworth, you know, he just gets everybody involved and he rebounds and he assists and, you know, he just does all those things. So I know Coach Kennedy will probably try to assess the game as it goes on and can figure out where we need Newby. And, and he's one of those guys that's kind of like a gnat. You just, you can't, you, you never lose him. He's just always around you. And, and, you know, we need him to make it uncomfortable for, for really both of those guys tonight. But, you know, we've got some other options, too. You've got Snoop White, who's 6'6 and long, and he can defend. And, and, and Jarvis and Stefan is so athletic, even though he's only 5'10. Uh, he's very athletic and, and can make it tough. You know, a lot of times for bigger guards, he can really get up in them and, and guard them. So um, it'll be interesting to see kind of the contrasting style and, and which one wins out. Follow him at Keith Carter OM on the Twitter machine. Keith, we appreciate the time on a very busy day for you. Good luck on the call tonight. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again soon. Great. Thank you, guys. What is your NCAA tournament expectation for BYU basketball? That is our Twitter question today. Getting a, just a wide variety of responses. And after hearing that from Keith Carter, has that changed your opinion at all? 
on what you expect BYU to do tonight against Ole Miss. Nope. Yeah. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at CougarClub.com and welcome to the club. Hey, more of your BYU tourney expectations to come, but next it's the only BYU Hoops player all time with a Z as the first letter in his last name. Also, he won a 2012 playing game. Brock Zilstra. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I'm Spencer Linton, and my friend Jerem Jordan sits to my left with no green on Happy his clothing. Happy St. Patrick's Day, people. <laughs> Fake smile. Oh, my goodness. This weekend, softball's on BYU TV. Friday night, 6 Eastern time. Cougars and Oklahoma State Cowgirls. That's a good matchup for BYU. Cougars 17-7 and seven on the year. Best team in the West Coast Conference right now. Watch it on BYU TV. We have a doubleheader Friday, doubleheader Saturday. Twitter question today. What are your NCAA tournament expectations for BYU? At Everyday Jess says, goal has to be to win in the tournament. Getting there is great. Advancing is better. No argument there. Stamp of approval. At Everyday Jess. Yeah. Yeah, at David underscore Settle. Goal is to be a Sweet 16 program capable of getting at least to the third round most years. Oh, for sure. Well, how, do you define, were... how do you define the third round? What is the third round? <laughs> The third round is the Sweet 16. I don't care what anyone. I'm not gonna like like I said. I'm not gonna let the Irish tell me to, if I should wear green or not today. I'm not gonna let the NCA tell me what the third round is. The third round is the Sweet 16. Is there a bah humbug for St. Patrick's Day? We need to figure that. Who cares out. about St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> you know what we do care about. The man that helped BYU win its first and only play-in game in NCAA tournament history in 2012, the greatest comeback in NCAA tournament history, Brock Zilstra joining us. Brock, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks for having me on. Good to be here. Okay, you're preparing for a play-in game. If you have to give one bit of advice to the guys that are preparing to play Ole Miss tonight, what would it be? Oh, I don't know. The, the challenge with it, though, is is how fast it comes. I mean, it's it's literally... You find out Saturday or Sunday night. I think you're on a plane maybe eight hours, ten hours later. Um, pretty crazy. So I think just relax a little bit um, today. Take it easy. It's just like any other game day where you go through your pregame meal, pregame shoot around, and then just take it in their game. But um, obviously there's some higher stakes involved. Was it fun knowing you were the only game on? Yeah, and I don't know if you necessarily think about that. Um, but it's it's a bigger stage. You can feel it. You can feel it as you walk in the day before with your I forget to give you a time allotment of of how much time you can be on the court and when you can touch balls when you can't. But um, you t- you can definitely feel the excitement and that it's on a different level. Um, so I don't know if you necessarily feel or you understand that you only game on, but it's definitely a more exciting feeling. BYU is down twenty five at halftime. Yeah, what happened in the first half, Brock? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. It was such a whirlwind. <laughs> no idea. Did that have something to do with logistically being rushed and the opponent prep? And Barack Obama was in the house. He left for some reason and missed it. Well, let me get, yeah. Let me give you some background. On that we were sitting in the on the bus. So we got to the bus. I mean, we got to the arena the same time as always. I think it's about two hours or so before the game. But we literally sat on the bus for a half hour, forty five minutes because. Um, President Obama was giving having a smoke break, so no one could enter or leave the arena <laughs> for 45 minutes. So what in the, the world? Yeah. Blame Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> 
for the slow start. But bl- <laughs> take credit yourselves for the greatest comeback in NCAA tournament yeah, history. Yeah, uh, sorry, didn't didn't address the real question there. But um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, I mean the slow start. I think Iona was just there were just as fast paced as we were, um, and so they just got on a really hot run, and we couldn't seem to to stem it. And us trying to push the ball as well, it just kind of snowballed on us there at that up until halftime so it was just it was hard to to keep track of and to kind of keep our within arm's reach there for for most of the first half you provided BYU Sports Nation with one of the most iconic images in NCAA <laughs> tournament history yeah. is that your Twitter avatar forever now it should, it should be my brother nicknamed that when I got home he, he nicknamed that the walrus <laughs> the walrus yeah so, so that's what, that's what he nicknames that that the, face and that pose the walrus the moment the ball, the ball is tipped in that uh, first game, and you're in the NCAA tournament. Uh, what's it like knowing? Okay, the stakes are really high right now. Oh yeah, it's 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 hard to imagine. I think you're going to have some jitters leading up to it. Um, butterflies, of course. That first shot might be straight backboard because you're so amped up. <laughs> um, but you just know. I mean, you know. And then once you get into it, the flow of the game within a, a few minutes, it's just like any other game. Um, as far as when you're playing, you realize that you haven't seen this team before. Most likely, you haven't seen the team you're playing against before. Um, you haven't had to, you haven't had that familiarity with them um, going into it. So it's it's a very different, a very different feeling. But it's great. It's awesome. I mean, it's memories that, as a player, as a coach, even as a fan, looking at it and watching it, it's uh, something you won't forget. Our Twitter question today is, what are your NCAA tournament expectations for BYU? So, Brock, when you look at this team and the path that they've taken this year, now they're in the play-in game, what are your expectations for the Cougars? To win. I mean, that's that's one of the uh, goals, and I'm sure they have not changed since I've been there, but Coach Rose and the team, we have goals every year that we try to accomplish, and one of those is not just to make it to the tournament, but it's to it's to win in the tournament. And so it's to advance, and that's what the goal is, and I think they have a really good draw. I think they can beat Ole Miss and then um, not looking too far ahead, but um, those games in front of them as well are, are beatable and, and winnable games. So I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of made a run here. What about BYU's team right now makes you say that? Depth um, and also some leadership there. I mean, you have Tyler, of course, who's been a staple for the last four years or including his mission in the last six years. Um and then you have Kyle, who's very level-headed as well. Um, and if you get Chase, if he comes in and hits his first shot and gets really hot, I mean, there's it's really hard to stop um, if you're firing on all cylinders there. Then you have, I think, one of the main advantages or, or what's really propelled them the last few weeks is their defense. I think it's really stepped up and maybe take a little bit more pride in, in stopping people. And um, games are still high-scoring because there's more possessions in the game. But um, – I just think if they get click on all cylinders, that they they are really hard to stop. You talked about the initial turnaround from Sunday to Tuesday. Well, BYU wins that game against Iona, and then you have to go play the three seed Marquette on yeah. Thursday afternoon. What's that turnaround like? And that's, that's I don't know if you'd call that. I guess you look at it both ways: a disadvantage or an advantage. I mean, an advantage that you've played a game already, you've had those feelings of playing an NCAA tournament, but also the next day. And I remember that after the. I own a game. We we were up until who knows how late, just you know, feeling the buzz of of winning and having that comeback. 
and you get up that next morning and you're taking a bus ride down. For us, it was down to Louisville. I don't know where where BYU is going to head after that, but um, so it's just it's like another quick turnaround. It's a day of preparation, um, and then you play Thursday. Um, so th- there are advantages and disadvantages. I would I'd probably say that um, the turnaround is probably um, hard to overcome, but it is definitely doable. Early in your career in the NCAA tournament, you were one of the towel guys on the bench. Later, you played and had uh, yeah. success there. Is there a strategy to being one of the guys on the bench to try and make it into more videos on CBS or whatever? <laughs> I think I did a good job with that, too. Uh, <laughs> the game against Florida, the first game, I thought your towel game was excellent. Yeah, I, I was probably A- minus or so. I was probably giving myself an A- minus on on that game but uh no i mean it is a fun time and whether you're playing or not obviously you'd want to be playing some big minutes and being in there but it's it's a fun atmosphere regardless and um just kind of being a, a more of a role player or, or maybe spending your first couple of years on the bench it's you're trying to do everything you can to, to help the team win whether it's the way on a towel or you know knocking down some free throws that are, are pretty important so I think that every guy is, is important and vital to to this upcoming week. Follow him at Brock Zilstra on Twitter. He played guard at BYU in 2006, 2007, and from 2009 to 2013 was part of the biggest comeback in NCAA tournament history as part of that first four game. Brock, there's been this consensus among uh, a lot of notable national columnists and analysts that BYU is the Cinderella team. I mean, on a sports center this morning, it said yeah. first four to elite eight. Is there danger in being embraced as a Cinderella team like that? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like when people are jumping on like that. I, I don't, I, I definitely feel like they have that potential to get there, um, to make a deep run. I don't like when everybody else is on board and I feel like it's more of a popular decision. Um, but, I mean, I think you look in the past, I think the last four years or so, there's been a first four team that's made it to at least a Sweet 16. Uh, might be off on that on that stat, but um, they, they, do, they, can, they can do it, and they have it set up in a way that they can make a run and um, just got to get past this, this first game and then take it one game at a time after that. Brock, great to talk to you. We uh, congratulate you again on the iconic walrus image. <laughs> walrus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, go Cougs. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, guys. Brock Zilstra. He's my favorite former walk-on who served a mission in New Zealand. Oh, he, you like him for other reasons than that. Oh, that's part of it. I just had to <laughs> define that. You had to qualify it. Brock was great. Another West Coast Conference Player of the Week honor for a BYU Cougar will tell you who it is this week next in the Cougar Whip Around on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. It's NCAA tournament game day as the Cougars play Ole Miss in an 11 seed playing game in Dayton, Ohio tonight, 9 10 Eastern time on True TV. Also, ESPN's Jeff Goodman just ranked every starter in the NCAA tournament 1 through 340. Kyle Collins was 16th, Tyler Haas 28th. Josh Sharp 2 Women's basketball. After winning the West Coast Conference tournament, the ladies earned a 14 seed in last night's NCAA tournament selection show. Playing three-seed Louisville in Tampa Saturday at 4 Eastern. You can watch it on ESPN2. 
Baseball. Dylan Robinson Stop is it. the West Coast Conference Player of the Week after batting 538 in four games last week, including three wins. Men's volleyball. The Cougars, number six in the latest AVCA top 15 poll. BYU at fourth-ranked Pepperdine this weekend. Golf. The ladies are tied for second after day one of the BYU Intrana Classic in St. George. Jeff Hurst is there. That's why he's not shaving his head today. <laughs> Alex Football. White. Football. Oh, hey, hey, full start. Tijon Karoma. Alex White is in second place. <laughs> Football. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 172. We got it together. We've worked our way through a very difficult 70 process week. Man, these are first world problems. For the Lakers. Pronouncing things correctly. Yes. You know what we didn't do? Hmm. Our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. With the Clyde Drexler's worth, or Danny Ainsworth, 22 points, Tyler Haas will pass Reggie Lewis for 20th all-time in NCAA scoring. That could happen tonight. And then he would need, I think, 18 more to pass homeboy uh, from LMU. Oh, Hank Gathers. Gathers. Yeah. Yeah. He could be a top 20 scorer in NCAA history. That's amazing. Well done, Tyler. That really is. Uh, So we have some information to give to you about about the, the... Ole Miss mascot. It's a bear. They His had they had to re- they had to get rid of their Confederate rebel mascot for whatever, Wait, why? whatever reasons because of was there a civil war and it's weird or something? Yes, totally. The shelter rise again. That's they, my dad. Told they me. wanted Admiral Akbar. <laughs> yeah, true story. That's <laughs> <laughs> a trap from Star Wars. That didn't happen, so they went with the bear. There you go. Yeah, the, the bear for Admiral Akbar. Man, that, that's a sellout. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And it goes to the man we just talked about. Dylan Robinson hit man. 538 in four games last week. Dude balled out. Wife still on the softball team? Nope. Graduate. Graduate. Thanks to Jeff Judkins, Keith Carter, and Brock Zilstra and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUS and about your NCAA tournament expectations. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Sean Lindquist. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow.